keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself, no matter how wonderfully perverted they are. Go listen to the outro if you want to connect and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wildly, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our most intimate details in an effort to help everyone everywhere lead better laid lives. And my guest today, I'm so excited to introduce to you, is Monica. Welcome, Monica. Thank you so much. So good to be here. So happy to have you. Can you <laughs> tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, for example, where you're from and what you do? I'm from New Jersey. And I'm a doctor currently working in New York City. And can you tell us how you identify orientation and pronouns? Female, she, her, and hetero. Okay. And will you tell us what was the feeling in your family around sex as you were growing up? Honestly, I am the firstborn of an immigrant family, Indian immigrant family. Mm -hmm. So never spoke about sex growing up. It was never a conversation. Okay. If there was a scene in a movie that was even slightly romantically or like racy in any way, it would be fast forwarded. Like it was not ever a conversation we could have. Okay. But you grew up in New Jersey? I did. <laughs> and did you go to public schools? I did. Mm -hmm. So what was your sex ed like? I think my first sex ed class or talk was in fifth grade. And, you know, the typical how to put a condom on a banana type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My teacher was the one who <laughs> informed us about sex ed, you know, yeah. that type of thing. But very, very informal, very awkward. Yeah. And how would you describe your relationship with sex today? Now that I'm 28, it's amazing <laughs> but honestly not until this year would i say that it was really yeah i think just just the way that i perceive it experience it participate in it is so different now than i did ever before okay uh oh i'm so excited to hear these details <laughs> will you walk us through that kind of give us an overview a progression perhaps like where you started and where you are now so I lost my virginity at 18. Throughout high school, I never like really had a boyfriend or like I never really was, you know, I guess sexually involved with anyone, not even on like a very like first or second base level even. Same. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> like, I think my like sexual experiences first occurred in college, okay. like my freshman year of college, I would say. What about um, kisses and things like that? Like no first base, second base, like as a kiss count as first base, what are we counting as bases here? So no, like I didn't even yeah. romantically kiss anyone in, in high school either. Okay. Like okay. nothing, like almost no contact. <laughs> and do you remember what your feelings around that were? I felt, so I went to a high school that was very, I want to say clicky, like very stereotypical, like jocks, cheerleaders, that type of thing, like nerds, goth people. And like, I think that at that time, I could tell that my like peers were sexually, you know, I guess, experienced or like at least gaining some, especially yeah. like junior and senior year, a lot of them were coupled up, like had boyfriends, girlfriends, things like that. And I kind of felt like, hmm, like, I'm can't relate at all to these people. Yeah. But I never felt pressured to want to do that. I didn't I never felt ready, I would say during high school, I never felt sexually mature enough to even want that kind of stuff. Okay. And were your what was your friend group like? And also did you have siblings, particularly older siblings or I'm the oldest sibling. Okay. And I have two younger siblings, but uh, five and seven years younger. So oh, wow. there's a gap between right. me and my siblings. My friend group was very eclectic. I think I was kind of like the type of person who was friendly with everyone. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have a clique that I conformed to, I would say, but I was friendly with everyone. Okay. So you weren't like getting dirty details from best friends or anything. I didn't, I didn't have that either. Actually. I was very similar. I was just sort of a floater. Yeah. And I would say like, I think that the people that I was closest to in high school were around the same type of sexual maturity level that I was. So yeah. I really wasn't close to people who were already who are already like sexually active. Yeah. I would say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And okay. Last question before I let you move on to virginity things. What about your sexual relationship with yourself in younger years? Like, were you aware of masturbation or anything like that? 
I was aware of masturbation, I think, since I was probably in high school, I would say that I was aware of it. And where are you I, doing it? I'm 28 years old now, and I've actually never masturbated my entire life. Not even once. Really? Not even once. I've never watched porn. I've never masturbated. I've never had the urge to. I don't know why. But I, I consider myself a very sexual person. Like, I'm very, I like being physically intimate. Okay, so good. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, but before I hear your other stories, yeah. do you get horny in between partners, like in between partnered sex? Okay, I actually kind of put this together this year. Uh -huh. So I was in a relationship for seven years. So that was kind of like consistent. And I, I lived with my partner for a huge chunk of that. So, oh. so it wasn't like a I never really felt so horny to the point where I couldn't access sex if I wanted yeah. it. Oh, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there were always like, you know, sometimes your partner doesn't want to have sex right. when you want sex. And like, there were times, but I would just get over it, you know, just yeah. like continue watching TV or something like that. Really? But like, Wait, um, did you feel sad? I think I'd feel very sad if... Oh, always. Yeah. <laughs> always. I don't know. Like, obviously, being rejected in terms of like sex you always think it has something to do with you even though it doesn't like it's yeah. just someone else's mood like there were times where I was not in the mood and it's not that I didn't find my partner attractive or anything like that I just you're just not there in the headspace yeah, to yeah. Want, if, you know if, I mean? if I'm stressed I definitely have that but yeah. I definitely feel like with my past I've had very few long-term relationships and I think in my yeah. past relationships at least this feels true right now. I could be, maybe an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend would be like, no, that's wrong. But I feel yeah. like I was always able to like get them on my level if I was feeling feisty. And I feel like oh. if, if not, I feel like I would have been, I feel like it would hurt my feelings a lot. I think that I've always been the type of person who, like if my partner wanted to have sex, nine times out of 10, even if I didn't want to, I would just do it. Because mm. I just, it's a connection that, you want to feel and it always brings you closer to that partner so even if i was in the mood i would still do it anyways or like, yeah. i would get myself in the mood i'd be like can you help me get in the mood yeah oh yeah but then like also i've noticed like a lot of times like and i've only experienced this one because i think i've only had like one long-term relationship that mm -hmm. like if my partner is in the mood and i'm in the mood i did tend to feel rejected yeah yeah totally I definitely, i took it personally Every time. <laughs> I would do. I'd be like, don't you want me? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with me? No. But looking back now, I think I can understand that you have to be in the mood a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. And I've learned a lot, too, about responsive desire and just communicating based on what actually works in your life. Although it's been so long in my own personal life since I've had regular sex available to me because my I had a long-term partner for a couple years, but... He was a married person with an arrangement. And so like, or an agreement, not an arrangement, different things. <laughs> an agreement with his wife. <laughs> Those are such different okay. things. So we only get to see each other once every every other week. Okay. I'm, I'm wandering and getting distracted. So you had partnered sex for the first time at 18. Yes, I did. Can you walk us through what you remember about it and like your feelings leading up to it during, after all of it, all the juicy details? Okay, so it was with this guy in college who's a couple years older. I think he was like a sophomore, junior, and I was a freshman. He was definitely a crush that I had. Mm -hmm. And I think we probably like only made out the first couple of times that we like hung out. Mm -hmm. And then I want to say like by like, the fourth or fifth hangout, the condom came out. And I was like, oh my God. I remember feeling like, oh my God. Like I've only seen this being put on a banana in fifth <laughs> before. You know, like yeah. I was seeing a condom in real life. What did like, you say? You know? What did you do? Also, how did it come out? Was it in a wallet? Was it just like, poof, here it is? Like it was, it was in his dorm room. So it was like by the bed. Got it, got it. Okay. <laughs> And I remember feeling very intimidated because I was a virgin. I didn't, I don't think he knew that. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell him that just because like, 
I don't know. I think at the time when I was 18, 17, 18 years old, I just imagined that if you let a guy know that you're a virgin, like they get to take something from it. You know what I mean? Like they kind of oh. have a request, like I deflowered a virgin, like yeah. man, you know, and I didn't, I just never wanted to give anyone that power. So I, I didn't admit that I was a virgin. That is wild because I did not know that when I was in college and I was like, I'm a virgin. Don't you want to help me lose my virginity? And I got three no's. <laughs> like, I, like really? guys were like, nope, not going to touch it. Too big of a deal. Like not, it's uh, too much of a responsibility. I was like, please, I want, I, I'm ready. I don't, and it, and I wasn't like, I was precious in the sense of like, I'm going to make sure I find a good candidate that's not like, you know, an asshole, but right, um, right. I guess they were so, I don't know, they were so thoughtful that they were just like, no, I don't know. <laughs> I actually asked one of them about it recently because he's a good friend of mine to this day and he was staying with me uh, back in November for a couple weeks. And I was like, do you remember rejecting me when I tried to lose my virginity? He's like, did I? I don't think I would have done that. And I was like, you did. So That's so funny. <laughs> okay, so no. you didn't tell him. No, I didn't tell him. And I was very nervous. I don't know if he could perceive that. Mm -hmm. I was nervous and I was like, go slow. Like I was like, you know, I don't know. I felt clueless the entire time. Yeah. I always kind of imagined that the first time, oh, like a girl has sex that like there was literally like the popping of a hymen. Like I thought it was going to like make a noise. <laughs> you know, like I, <laughs> you know, very like naive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even as you say that, there's part of my brain that's like, well, could maybe there could couldn't it oh no 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 that's not how I'm no. okay right no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think now looking back on it I realized that not to get graphic or anything mm -hmm. but like I don't think I was lubricated or wet yeah, at the time probably not and I, think I was so nervous that there's no way I could have gotten wet or lubricated and like I don't remember how the insertion went it probably went in just because like the condom was lubricated, yeah, but yeah. like, I don't remember it really hurting that much, to be honest. Okay. But okay. I remember feeling sore afterwards. Okay. Yeah. I remember feeling that. And I remember feeling like, did I make the right, like, I remember having sex for the first time and wondering, like, did I make the right decision? Like, mm. should I have done that? Like, I did kind of feel unsure. Yeah. But yeah. then like, it happened again with the same person. Then I felt like more comfortable, mm -hmm. but like, you know, I didn't understand the hype and sex at that time. I was like, this is what sex is like, you know, yeah. like that great, you know, like I didn't, but like, obviously I didn't know what I was doing. So also there's that part. Like I wasn't an active participant in the first sexual acts that I was participating in, I guess. <laughs> and what, just so we can try to understand your, feelings around it at the time to put it in context because this is what I'm very interested in lately is just like communicating about like what sex means to us and if you can yeah. remember like your 18 year old self who maybe wasn't what did you just say wasn't as into it or was it like the hype I don't know like what were your feelings around it do you remember were you excited to have sex or were you like I just want to do this thing that people are talking about I remember feeling like I'm 18 it's about time that I lose like lose my virginity yeah. like I was kind of yeah. like bound to happen like I'm due you know like I was yeah. just like but I also didn't feel like excited about it it was just kind of like oh that happened and it wasn't as big of a deal as I always imagined it to be yeah you know yeah. like it wasn't like this amazing experience that you see in the movies where people are just like you know, like I, it just didn't compare at all. And it was very anticlimactic, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. I think my big takeaways too, like you said, were just like, wait, am I doing this right? Is, what the fuck is happening? And I remember feeling, I enjoyed making out with this person more than having sex with this person. And I oh. still feel that way to this day. Like making out is my favorite thing to do. <gasps> Will you tell but, us details about why it's your favorite and how it makes you feel and what you like about it and how do you make out and where does your tongue go and what are things yeah. you love and hate? God, making out is like my favorite thing to do. I just love it. I just feel like it's so intimate. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it's more intimate than having sex almost just because like you're face to face, you're touching, like you can almost cater it to how much you're into the person. Like you can just yeah. like be making out and have your tongue down their throat, or you could be very sensual with it and very like 
calculated and you can have your hands around their neck or like their chin. Like there's just, there's levels to it, which I think I, I like a lot yeah. about making out. And honestly, that's like probably the biggest foreplay for me is like, if they're a good kisser, then I'm really in the mood. If yeah, they're a bad yeah. kisser, it's not going any further. Can you tell us your goods and bads? Like, how do you judge? Oh my God. I've had like, I've had a really bad kisser one time and I, it was such a shame because he was so attractive and I was just so physically attracted to him and I was so excited when it was time to like, you know, get there and then he kissed me and it was just so bad, like very slobbery, like he would almost like suck on my lips, like too hard though, yeah. like it would literally leave like a hickey on my lips and like, it was just too wet. It, it, it was, the chemistry was so off and it made me not even want to have sex with him. Like, it oh, just, wow. Like I literally asked him to just take me home because really? I was just, I don't want to do this. <laughs> have you ever given feedback kissing? Cause that's something that I have yet to do. I've got, I've given feedback when it comes to here's how to touch my vagina and my clitoris right. and my lady parts. But like, I have never figured out how to, give specific kissing feedback and I was told that I was a bad kisser by my first boyfriend who has since changed his mind and he took it back he's like no you got good but I was like you you were the bad kid like you were the weird one so we just had like different styles but I've never given feedback have you I have never given feedback but my first boyfriend similarly I remember like he was probably like the like maybe the fourth guy I ever kissed in my life mm -hmm. and he was the one who basically taught me how to kiss because he was like, you're doing too much. Like you just need to go like this. And like, he would, he taught me how to kiss. And then we kissed like, then because of that, we kissed really well. And I feel like he's the person, he's the yeah, first person yeah. who really taught me how to kiss properly. And ever since then, it's been like one of my strong points. <laughs> oh, wow. And was wow. this your seven year relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. First man to ever make me orgasm wow. Actually, i think he's the only man to ever have made me orgasm so far so far okay. so far yeah will you tell us what makes really good kisses yes it's like the rhythm of it mm -hmm. first it can't be too fast it can't be too slow it's knowing how to take turns and turn your head at the right time mm -hmm. it's a combination of just enough tongue pressure where you can, where you know that it's in your mouth, but not too much where you feel like you're choking on it, yeah. but not too little that you feel like you need to keep going, like keep grabbing for it. Occasionally some like, you know, lip biting of the other person, but very, you know, like a little nibble. Yeah. I think I like to add in like a, like a neck kiss or like uh, an ear grab, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like that. What do you feel about like, okay, how do I describe this on a podcast? If you're watching the YouTube video, I'm using my hands. Like, there's, like, top lip, bottom lip kissers. Like, are you yeah. one or the other? Like, because I feel like sometimes with certain partners, I'll get, like, stuck on one lip or the other. And I'm like, <laughs> are they doing it on purpose? Like, do they only want me to kiss their bottom or top lip? Or, like, sometimes I'm, like, fighting with the tongue. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is that just me? That's a major red flag to me. Because, like, is, right? you have to be taking turns yeah. on the okay. at the top. Okay. And the side and the sides, like I can't just do it on this side the whole time. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Like I'll get a neck crick. Exactly. It's supposed to be like an evolving dynamic experience where yeah. like, you know, so I really don't like it when when someone just like stays on my bottom lip or stays on my top lip because I just get bored yeah. at that point. What do you think makes the difference? Like if we're just musing about it for a moment, I like is it connection? Is it people paying attention? Or do you think if that's just one of those chemistry things that's unlabelable? I don't even think it's a chemistry thing because I've had really good makeout sessions with people that I don't like, didn't really connect with on an emotional level at all. Mm -hmm. And I've had like pretty bad makeout sessions with people that I really liked. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know? Okay. To me, it almost seems like a personality trait. It's just like, you <laughs> I know, like, love that. A bad kisser. like, and it's not something you could really change <laughs> after like your adolescence. <laughs> I'm just imagining like the Myers Briggs personality type, but they're adding new letters like GK bad K. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so okay, I want to go back to early partnered sex experiences. So you saw your virginity dude a couple of times, at least more than once. You said, 
Mm-hmm. Did you keep seeing him? Did that turn into a relationship or did it kind of fizzle? Like what? And I, I like relationships because they give us context around sex, but we are sex first podcast. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. I saw him, I would say for a few months. Okay. I ultimately got bored with him. Like I didn't really find him mentally stimulating. And I realized that like, I was really only seeing him for the physical aspect of our relationship. And I didn't really like, he didn't make me laugh at all, which is a huge part. Yeah. Like connected with someone. Like I just love joking around and, you know, and if I don't feel like I can really do that with someone that I just get bored. So Mm -hmm. I think I just kind of fizzled out of that one myself. I think that was the first time I ever ghosted anyone, which is like, Oh, wow. (laughs) Was was ghosting an established thing then? Or would that have been? Let's see. 2009. Yeah. No one really. No, they didn't call it ghosting yet. I don't think. Oh. I think that wasn't until a couple of years later. Exactly. So I like ghosted someone for the first time. He's still honestly. I'm 28 now. He still randomly pops up on like social media and stuff okay. like and stuff. Yeah. And you didn't orgasm with him. Did he touch you with his hands at all, or was it just like pure penetration? He did touch me with his hands. He was. He knew what he was doing. Okay. I knew that much. Mm-hmm. He was definitely experienced. And I remember feeling intimidated because I, I could tell that he was experienced. Totally. Like he didn't feel nervous at all. Yeah. And he felt, like he felt like it was like a very natural progression for him. He made me feel good, but I don't, I honestly started realizing recently that a huge part of my orgasm experience is my emotional connection with my partner. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Will you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I think sex is such a, uh, emotional thing for me that I really don't enjoy having sex just to like I don't even masturbate right so like it's not even like I'm really chasing that like I guess eruption or like orgasm feeling it's more a means for me to connect with someone else Mm -hmm. than anything else because I can go I've been single for two years now and I've gone more than six months without having sex with anyone and without masturbating or watching porn. And I've never craved it in that six month period. So I can go full asexual. Like I can be completely (laughs) asexual person, like a non-sexual person. Yeah. Wow. I won't miss it. I really won't miss it. But I found that like once I do start having sex with someone. So I had like a friends with benefits situation earlier this year where I was having sex regularly that's when I craved it the most. Like that's when I was always thinking about it. I wanted it. I was even tempted to masturbate at times. Like, you know, you're tempted, but you didn't. I tried. And it just like, I felt embarrassed and weird. Oh, and like, I don't know what to do. Will you walk us through the details of your trying? I know earlier you were like, not to be too graphic, but here we're often very graphic. Like I always have to check the explicit box for iTunes. Cause okay. Oh yeah. Okay, so I remember one of my gripes that I had with my long-term relationship was that he never wanted to use toys or lingerie or anything like that. And so he was only turned on by pure nakedness. Like, he didn't want anything else. Oh, wow. Okay, I do like nakedness, but I also like other things. Yeah, and so I went seven years without ever trying that stuff. Like, he wouldn't even watch porn with me. Like, he didn't want to do that kind of stuff. So... Once I started to, once I felt comfortable with my next sexual partner, which was my friends with benefits situation this year, I told him like, I would like to try using toys. And he was down. So I bought like a vibrating ring. A cock ring? Like a, like it goes on his penis? Exactly. Yes. I bought that and we used it a couple times, but I didn't like using it while it was on him. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't, it, it just like, it didn't make proper contact with me. Okay. The anatomy didn't work where I could feel the vibration and only he felt the vibration and it wasn't doing anything for him. Oh. So we ended up just like not using it. Yeah. And then, but one day when I was horny and I was like, maybe I should just try masturbating, you know? Like, I'm like, ah, maybe this is the time. So I took that ring out and I was like, maybe if I just put this on my clitoris while it's vibrating, I could start to learn how to like, I could be turned on. Yeah. And I did try it and it did feel good for like a second, but then I felt kind of stupid and funny and just mm. like I stopped. 
I'm not the type of person who can like imagine like sexual situations to the point where I can get really turned on to the point where I would masturbate and like actually climax from it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm hoping I do eventually. Like I would love to start masturbating at some point. Yeah, I know it's a very important part of sexual health to masturbate. So I'm still trying to learn how to do that on my own. But honestly, I didn't realize that I enjoyed clitoral stimulation until this year. Okay, because I have so many questions about your orgasm. But I do want to say one thing about masturbation first. Yeah. It wasn't until I started talking to more people in doing this podcast that I realized I almost my entire life masturbated without fantasies. Like I just did it for the sensation, but, but, but like, not like purely for the sensation. Cause like there is a focus that comes with it. So it's yeah. almost like a focus on my own self. And it, it, it really isn't until the last few years that I've started using fantasies during my masturbation, which is just something I offer up because I'm learning more and more that everyone has their different styles and different things that work for them. Like I talked to some people who are like, I like candles. I only do it in the shower. Everyone has their own whole thing. Right. I'm still on this, uh, (laughs) I'm still on this magic wand kick, like off and on for the last, I don't know, since February. Um, because so my previous partner, just to give you some background, I had a master for two years. He was the married guy that I was seeing off and on. And it was like a BDSM relationship. So he was my dom and I was his submissive. And that's how I learned so much about myself because he was just like telling me what to do. And I experienced all these things that I like loved, Mm -hmm. um, being with him. And part of that was developing fantasies with him like with him and because of him and it was because of our dirty talk because i'd never really dirty talked before and so i feel so i'm just saying everything everyone has their own different process can i ask you about your so you said you orgasmed for the first time with your previous partner your seven-year partner yes okay that was the first time i remember it's a funny story with him because like i actually had a huge crush on this other guy when he came onto the scene (laughs) okay and I, w- I remember talking to him about it, like, oh, I like this guy so much. Like, should I text him? Like, do And he would just give me bad advice. Like, no, just stop calling him. Stop texting him. <laughs> like, what? And all my friends were like, he likes you, like, obviously. And I was yeah. like, no, we're good friends. Yeah. And so, like, I really thought of him as my best friend. Like, I really did, yep. honestly. Yep. Yep. Then one day he told me he had feelings for me. And I was like, oh, all my friends were right. Um <laughs> So then he was like, well, can we try to date? And I was very hesitant because mm-hmm. I was like, you're such a good friend to me. Like, I yeah. consider you yeah. one of my best male friends. And I know that if this doesn't work out, I'm going to lose you as a male friend forever. And I yeah. don't know yeah. if I can do that. He said, I'll be patient. I'll wait for you. Like, we can go at your pace. Like, whatever. I'm not going to hurt you. Ultimately, I gave in and we did start seeing each other on a romantic level And I think because I already felt so comfortable with him as like a best friend, Mm -hmm. I trusted him. And so I was immediately able to establish a very emotional sexual bond with him, like from the get go. Yeah. The first time I orgasmed, we were having sex on my twin extra long dorm room bed. Yeah. And it was just so, I just felt so present in Mm. that. And I just felt like so it was so rewarding. And the first time I ever came, I squirted actually. Mm. And, and he was just like, Whoa, I've never seen that before. Yeah. And I, seen what? You know, like, what did you see? I have no idea. And I never knew about squirting before that. Cause yeah. I never watched porn. I didn't really have sexual conversations with my friends and like, it literally jumped. And then I saw a puddle and I was like, Oh, so it's like a thing where like someone could like, you know, like I didn't yeah. really and I was like, wow, I came. Like, that was like the first time I was like, that's a real thing. Like, I. Wait, so what was he doing? Was he penetrating? Was he manually stimulating you? Like, how, do you remember how? Yeah, he was. We were in missionary. Mm-hmm. And, and I think to this day, like, I've only ever came from internal stimulation. I've never come from clitoral stimulation. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. haven't ever. So, in my mind, I think that I require internal stimulation. It wasn't until this year that I realized that. I probably could get there with clitoral stimulation. Hmm. It hasn't happened yet, but I think it can. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is so funny because I know a lot of women who are like chasing the internal orgasm because they're like, I I can only do it outside because I think it's like, yeah, I forget. I forget the figures right now. I looked up the figures for us. 
A study published in 2017 in the Journal of Sex and Marital Therapy surveyed more than a thousand women between the ages of 18 and 94 and found that nearly 37% of women responded that they need clitoral stimulation to come, and another 36% responded that while they don't require clitoral stimulation to orgasm, it did enhance their experience. 18% of respondents said that vaginal penetration alone was sufficient for orgasm, and 9% reported that they didn't have orgasms during intercourse or achieved orgasm in other ways, such as oral sex. And for the record, like, this boyfriend never stimulated my clitoris. Like, he just didn't know how to do it. He just, oh, like, didn't wow. know how to do it. I don't think he knew to do it. Like, I don't think, you know, we were both, like, kind of young at the time. Yeah. Were you um, still a freshman, or was this, do you remember, I how old were you? now. Okay. And he just gave a terrible head. So, like, I never really had clitoral stimulation when I was with him for seven years. Yeah. Holy just, cow. Yeah. And I wasn't masturbating. So like, I wasn't even doing that to myself. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, long time telling all my girlfriends like, Oh, like I don't get clitoral stimulation. Meanwhile, it's just because no one had been giving it to me. You know, and, like that's why it wasn't getting clitoral stimulation. Monica, have you considered <laughs> sharing this information with your partners and just being like, so 30 minutes, I'd like you to just explore. Like, have you ever done that? Or would you ever think about doing that? So it wasn't until this friends with benefits this year stimulated my clitoris to the point where I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then I was like, whoa, this can really happen for me. It wasn't until this year that I realized that oh I could. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Now with my partner, like my sexual partners with him specifically, I could tell him like, stay there, keep going over there. Like, go, you know what I mean? Amazing. Like now I can go. Yeah. Um, Fuck so yeah. Yeah. So now, so now that I've experienced that, I'm like way more interactive, just like I participate way more in my own pleasure because now I can tell a guy like exactly where to go, exactly what I want. And like now I realize that I'm extremely communicative throughout my sexual acts so that I could get off. Whereas yeah. before I was very passive. Like, I think in my relationship, I was very passive because I just didn't know enough. Yeah, yeah, and me too. All my experiences, like, before that were so, like, naive that I didn't even know what felt good. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, so, I know exactly what you mean. I was like, yeah, yeah. yes, not horrible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everything was just kind of, like, neutral or indifferent. And now that I'm an active participant in it, it feels really good. And, and I find it very rewarding. That's amazing. But, like, I realized if I stayed in that relationship forever, I would have never experienced this enlightenment, I don't think. Yeah. Can you tell us also just a little bit about what your foreplay was like or maybe wasn't like with your first boyfriend? So foreplay was usually just making out in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Then it usually transitioned to him fingering me, which I love. To this mm -hmm. day, I love being fingered. If a man could just make out with me, like as a good kisser and yeah. can finger me properly, I don't even need to have sex. Like that is like enough for me mm. that I don't even like, I just love it so much. And when we're talking about fingering here, we're talking about internal stimulation, I'm assuming, like once he goes inside? Internal only uh, okay. at this point in time. Now I yeah. need both. Like I Great. need like tell them like you need to put one hand here and yeah. one hand, you know um but i'm just so aware of my g-spot like my internal g-spot i think yeah. from like my first boyfriend that like even now i could tell someone like stop right there like you know what i mean like i'm just so aware of it i don't know what you mean personally but that sounds so cool like, yeah inside you can feel the spot where it hits and you yeah. can be like there yeah i know exactly where it is like even thinking about it right now like i could feel it you know what I mean? Like I can, I could, I'm aware That's of it. That's fucking awesome. I have to have like the angle. I have to have a partner who can hit like the parts inside that feel good, but can also like grind on my clit with a certain like amount of pelvic pressure. Like I have to have kind of this tricky combination of both. If I'm being penetrated to come, um, I yeah. can, I can come from clitoral only stimulation with like a vibrator or my fingers, okay. but, but I cannot, I can't like in my brain right now, pick out my G spot. I mean, I can make a guess. So I think that's a magical superpower you have. Yeah. Because honestly, that's the only thing that I've come from Yeah, is that G-spot stimulation. So like, I'm just so aware of it. So yeah, it would it would usually be like being fingered. Sometimes it would transition to oral, but I just never, I didn't like the way he gave head so I could always forego it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and also I was in the mindset where I'm like, oh, I don't get clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm. I just get internal stimulation. Meanwhile, it's just because I hadn't get, been getting good head yeah. at the time. Do you have any feelings around getting head? Like, I was pretty fucking nervous and, like, I had the shame of, like, do I smell weird or taste weird? Because, like, I didn't understand. It wasn't until this year that I really enjoyed getting head because I always felt like it had to be reciprocated. Mm. Like, getting head, I felt like, oh, this means I have to give him head. And I, like, don't really like doing it. I'm not going to lie. I don't really. Talk more about that, please. So here's the thing. I like doing it to men that like I really like and I've only so like I've probably had I've only given head to three partners and they were all the ones that I actually had real feelings for like Mm. they were real 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 feelings and I wanted to do it like I really wanted to do it and so they wouldn't even have to ask I would just do it because I like it made me feel good to have them feel pleased or pleasured you know but the minute that I felt like it wasn't my idea. I didn't want to do it. If I felt like they just expected it or like, you know, some guys love to do the head grab and it's just Fuck like that. As soon as that happened, I'm like, I don't want to do it. Like, you know, I'm out of here. Yeah. So, so sometimes like if, if a guy would go down on me, I'm like, I hope they don't expect that I'm going to do it in return because it's, it has to be completely voluntary for me to do, want to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's the way, honestly, that it should be. We shouldn't yeah. feel this insane pressure. I, I know I've felt it before. I also do like giving head, like especially in the last couple of years, I, I figured that out. And I will say yeah. caveat to the head push down thing when yeah. it's in a previously agreed upon situation. For example, when I'm in this dynamic with my master where he's like allowed to abuse me and I'm saying this with air quotes, fingers, air quotes up in the air. Um, it's part of our dynamic that we agreed upon. So then it's in the context of consent and it's like a hot, dirty thing. Right. But if any, if any random person who I hadn't had like explicit conversations with and like months of built up trust, if they tried to do that, I'd be like, uh, you can leave, get out. (laughs) I have like this huge thing. I think, I don't know from where it came from, but if I ever feel disrespected in the context of sex, it is immediate turn off for me. Yeah. Like I just like, it has to be completely consensual for me. Otherwise it's just like, if you expect me to do something and you're like, please just do it. I'm like so turned off by yeah. you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I yeah. don't, you know? Totally. Yeah. So you have given head. Can you tell us during the times you liked it? Tell us a little bit about that. Was it all emotional or were there any physical aspects of it you like? Or like what? Do you have any moves? Do you remember what your partners enjoyed? Okay. So I don't like the physical act of doing it myself. Like it's not enjoyable for me. Like I don't get off doing it mm-hmm. by the physical act. Yeah. Get off by hearing how the man is receiving it. So like if he is clearly moaning or making noise or anything like that I get almost like emboldened by it like mm-hmm. I just feel really powerful in that moment like yeah. I just feel really powerful in that moment and that's what I enjoy that can in turn get me more in the mood to have sex if that makes sense yeah it's just it honestly feels like almost like a little power trip like a mini power mm-hmm. trip for me that I can make you feel this good like I can please you to the point where you're moaning and you can't even see straight you know like, <laughs> yeah And so, like, that's what I enjoy about it. Yeah. Awesome. I think in my first relationship, I wasn't really great at it. And then I think that in my following, like, two really emotional bonds, when I understood how sex could feel good, I had a better understanding of how sex would feel good for a man. Mm -hmm. So that kind of changed my entire, like, okay, so do this. Like, you need to kind of, like, turn, twist, you know, cup the balls, like, stroke the perineum like I just like I would like know how to do things in that way and like use your hand like yeah. you know things like that like be able to wet your like if wet your mouth enough don't use teeth like you know all these- <laughs> yeah. unless they ask for it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so like the, I think I just I don't think I really got good at it until this year I would say so what was it that shifted for you it's almost like an awakening. Like, I don't think that I really understood how to have sex and how to be pleased properly until this year. Yeah. And it's because I was in a relationship for so long where things can just get 
almost routine. Yeah. And I was with a partner who didn't want to try new things. Like he just really wasn't open to exploring new things. And like, you know, I was someone who's very naive to porn, like I still am. Yeah. So it's not even like I could see what other people are doing in porn and be like, oh, let's reenact this or things like that. Like, and I, I think I really wanted him to watch porn with me so that mm-hmm. he could normalize it for me. Mm-hmm. And I could feel like this is something that we're doing together as partners. Yeah. And like, still to this day, I feel really shy in terms of like, even wanting to watch porn. Like, I don't even know what to look up or like what website to use, you know, like, I really don't oh, yeah. know that stuff. I know? will say that's something people people ask me for porn recommendations sometimes. And I'm like, I- I'm I'm not a good person to ask. Like I have a sex podcast because I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Why is sex confusing? Like I'm not an yeah. expert. I'm not an expert by far. That's why I'm having all these conversations. And I'm also not a porn person. Like I'm curious and I'm intrigued. Half the time it can put me in my thinking brain that's like wondering about the performers and wondering about their lives and wondering about the production and it and it's like the least sexy place or I like get worried about consent or I'm like oh I don't have enough context to enjoy this you know so yeah I I'm right there with you I'm like how would I start googling you know I and like oh is it ethical are these people being paid properly do they even want to be doing that like I go down the whole rabbit hole with porn yeah so I really appreciate when someone's like hey here's this performer that like Right. does her own stuff and da, 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 da. so I feel you there my friends call me the freakiest prude so like <laughs> yes they really do because like when I'm in a relationship <laughs> I am ready to do whatever like I yeah. like things you know like I just love it and I'm just like super like into sex with my partner like I love it but then I also like don't watch porn. I don't masturbate. And like, I feel uncomfortable when I watch makeout scenes on TV. Like, Really? What? Yeah. You love making out, but watching it is different? Yeah, well, I, just, I guess I will say I love getting beatings and I don't love watching people get beaten. Right. Even if I know it's consensual. So, okay. I can understand that. Exactly. I don't know. I'm just like, even sex scenes to this day, I'm just like, I don't really want to watch it. You know, like, I don't know yeah. why. Hmm. You like that. But when I'm with my partner, it's like, I like and the freakiest thing i love talking dirty like i like oh like, will you please uh, talk about talking dirty you know just like how did you start doing it like how did you know what to do if the rest of you was so um i feel like you were a similar what? level of kind of naive like i was i just don't know it's just like it's just like a it honestly feels like a part of me literally woke up this year that like never existed before. And all of a sudden I feel really like, like, I just feel like I know how to, like, it, it's strange because when I was in my relationship, like I never would go on top. Now I like live on top. Really? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> tell you know, tell like, us more, I tell love... us more. You like, to- okay, you like to be on top. Uh, uh, okay, go on. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know, like, and it's not even something that I could say, like, oh, I watched this through porn, so now I know how to do it. It just, all of a sudden, I just knew how to do it. Wow. Just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I knew how to, like, turn a man on. I knew how to give head better. Like, I knew how to, like, ride better. I knew how to, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I literally feels like an awakening. I don't yeah. know how else to explain it, Does but it... it came out of nowhere. Really? Okay, so it wasn't, like, as you met your new partner, your hookup buddy friend, or no, was it, it was like it coincided like okay. I literally found a partner who was like down for what I wanted to do at the time and I just like was able to run free you know what I mean yeah. With, and it's so, so funny because I think he is like the first guy to give me like real feedback on like how I'm doing in terms yeah. of like not even on purpose like he wasn't like oh like let's talk about like you know he just like during sex would be like this this pussy's amazing or like oh you're you know what I mean like just saying things like that yeah. or, just the words he would use, like the moaning and everything like that. And I was just like, and it made me feel more confident. Yeah. And it made me feel more comfortable in trying things and doing things. And I just never felt self-conscious at all. Yeah. And Do you dirty text? I like to. Yeah. A lot of guys say they like to, but they don't. They don't. Yes. Don't. You're so right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Will you? Do you have any examples you could share with us or like things that you like try to get going that then fall flat because they're like scared? Or I don't know, whatever they are. There's this one line that I think is like so good that I came up with and it went felt totally flat on this guy. I was like really into this guy for a few months. Mm-hmm. 
to like we never hooked up or anything like that but it was building we hung out a lot and like you could tell that there was sexual tension there but he never acted on it i think he was super duper shy and i was too shy to act on it because i thought that if he was truly interested enough he would act on it just as a man i feel like you would that's what so- we are taught in this society <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, this is before my sexual awakening. This was last year. Okay. Um, So (laughs) isn't it amazing, though, how it feels like like a lifetime ago? Because I had a, I think I was 27 to 28 when I had my shift. Same thing. I had an awakening. Yeah. 27, 28. I just turned 28. So, yeah, yeah, it was literally it was literally the April. My birthday is April 30th. And so it was at the beginning of that April that I like was like, oh, I do want to be tied up. And I went on the internet and found a master and like was reading Emily Nagoski's Come As You Are and like learning, which if you haven't read that, I highly recommend. I feel like I feel like it's it's a book that goes along well with sexual awakenings. (laughs) So this one time we had just finished watching a movie and he walked me out to my car and it was like raining outside Mm -hmm. and like it was just like really just like a cute moment. And he he took me in like by the waist and he was looking at me and I was like, all right, finally, he's going to kiss me like this is like, finally, it's been months, you know, like what's going on? (laughs) He never did. He didn't kiss me. He just hugged me for like a really extra long time, like 45 seconds. And then I went on my way home. And on my way home, I said, the next time I see you, I'm finding out how you taste. I like that. Yeah. And he didn't respond till the next day. And he what? said something like, LOL. And I was like, you're so lame. You're the lamest person ever. Well, that is baffling and also like weirdly clear in the most unclear way like it's like okay well yeah and then i want to say like a couple months passed and then he finally kissed me but it like took him way too long and then by the time he did i was just uninterested i was like i've been it's been too long (laughs) yeah and so you guys never had any explicit conversations about like what is happening not not that i think everyone should but i've been initiating them lately and people are like why are you asking me this yeah, he was actually the first guy to ever, he was actually the only guy to ever send me a dick pic. So I okay. knew that he was interested, right? So that's why, like, I was even... That's extra confusing. Right? So I'm like, okay, so clearly he's interested if he's volunteer. Like, it was unsolicited. Yeah. I did not ask for it, you know? Yeah. And then he, like, never made a move for a long time. But would, you know, like, would get jealous when other guys were talking to me that's and stuff like that. So I was like... It was so weird. And then finally he kissed me. But th- by that point, I was like, I am so uninterested at yeah. this point. So I'm curious with your hookup buddy, how did you, how did that happen? And how does it feel to you since you mentioned that you are an emotionally turned on person? Like, how does that kind of fit in for you? Okay. So this hookup is friends with benefits was someone that I've known for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. We had gotten close, similar to like the, like the seven year ex situation where like we were friends first and I yeah. felt very comfortable with him. I was like very like trusting of the relationship. And I think that's why I felt very open with him Mm -hmm. um, right off the bat. And it was just like a very, I think it's the most soulful connection I've ever had with someone was this relationship recently. Well, Mm -hmm. friends with benefits situation recently where I just felt like completely vulnerable, but never scared. If that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. and he, uh, and it's also because like he was very vulnerable with me as well and he made it okay for me to be vulnerable like yeah. if i shared something that was vulnerable he would literally say thank you for sharing that and kiss me on the forehead you know like that type of yeah. thing where you're basically encouraging me to continue being vulnerable yeah which i think was the first time i really felt that with someone else mm-hmm. and because of that like i just felt very sexually just like attracted to him and just compatible with him. Obviously, this is the situation that taught me that I cannot do casual relationships because I just get way too like emotionally invested. And he wasn't someone that I saw myself with long term, right? Like what I could see myself with long term. Mm-hmm. So I ultimately had to end it. And it was a really hard thing for me to yeah. end. But like, I'm so grateful for him because he's the first person who like, taught me that I like clitoral stimulation, who like agreed to use toys with me, like really was encouraging and like me being vulnerable during yeah. sex. Everything like that. Like That's he's amazing. Like, for me for the rest of my life. You yep. know what I mean? I do. I do. Yeah. 
that's kind of what I had with my master. And it was, you know, he was 25 years older than I was and married. So I knew it wasn't a relationship that could go anywhere. And I will say I've had a super struggly time letting him go. Like we basically have been breaking up for a year, like our most recent good, because I tried again. Oh, so background for you. I got herpes in November in my throat because I like deep throating. Yep. And so I had this whole like mini meltdown and I did an episode on it and talked to my my friend who's in med school and did all my research. And, you know, I'm I haven't been with any new partners since. But I did see my former master once after I got herpes because he doesn't care and like was very supportive and was very like there for me. Um, But we had a session. That's what we would call it. Like when we would fuck, we had like a a hookup session where we were I didn't kiss him at all. Like I didn't use my mouth at all. And that was just like, just, I was going to, I was thinking about that earlier when you were talking about making out and how hot it is and everything and how that was just like a fucking weird, like disconnected for me. It was just like, it's weird to have sex with someone and not kiss them for me. I've never really done that before, but he was my person that I, as I was exploring these things in myself, I then got to like practice with another human. And so it's like, yeah, those relationships are really special. Yeah, exactly. How are you? dating like, now like how are you finding new people now like what do you, what's your plan <laughs> just like okay, curious so, in general so it's, it's kind of like interesting so like when I said that like um my friends call me the freakiest prude it's like I after that relationship that friends with benefits relationship I like dated a few people but yeah. like never had sex with them yeah. so like I dated this guy for three months yeah. and I was ah, I'm not really compelled to have sex with you so I'm just not gonna do it Yep. And, you know, my MO lately has been like, let me just see, you know, like I like making out. And like, if I like making out, then we'll see where it goes. And then my second step is like, if they give me good head, then we'll see where it goes. And then, you know what I mean? Like, yes. and then like, but I'll never reciprocate. So like, I won't give them head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I don't really care because, <laughs> Fuck I yeah. don't care. you know, <laughs> um now i'm at the point where it's like well no one said you were going to get it in return you know yeah, what i mean yeah you volunteered to do this so yeah. that was your own choice i mean and, and you know usually a lot of men like doing it anyway so it's not like that it really bothers them have you had anyone ask you like hey are you gonna uh like have you had any anyone like that no oh good i haven't i actually really have not so well, i feel lucky in that good sense. On, good on you Never. for selecting nice people yeah yeah and then um i recently like kind of reconnected with someone and I decided to have sex with him even after not having sex for four months since the friends with benefits thing. I just didn't have sex for like, I would say five months, four to five months. And it's because I felt comfortable with him again. So I realized it's like a recurring theme that now I really only have sex with people that I really feel comfortable with, like safe with trusting with. Yeah. And because I really don't do it for the actual sensation I'm really doing it for the emotional connection, yeah. I think. Yeah. And because of that, I'm very um, particular with who I decide to have sex with. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been great. And I just, I just, I like being that choosy when it comes to, yeah. Cause now I actually enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I enjoy it. that's yeah. amazing. And not doing something just for the sake of doing it. Exactly. Which I've definitely been guilty of because I can feel like the want or the desire and I'm just like searching and trying to like scratch that itch. And it and it's so unsatisfying when it's not someone that I like give a shit about, you know, like it. Right. it and I've and I've slept with plenty of nice people, but it's like you were saying that thing. I don't know. You, yeah. Making if they can't make me laugh, whatever, whatever. Since the breakup with the long term ex, I've had a lot of good head. And it just turns me on to the fact that like, I did not, I didn't know what I was missing for a long time with this partner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, head is great. (laughs) That is so amazing. Um, I'm a person that is usually on the initiating side of things. Like I'm the one like unbuttoning and unzipping. Uh How, if I weren't that way, can you just walk me through what it's like to just like, how do you get from making out to getting head? Cause I'm usually like pulling out par- their parts and like trying to put my mouth on them. <laughs> Not now, but you know, I was. So, so like, how do I get it basically? Yeah. Like what's the, just what's the progression? Like walk us through that. Okay. So usually we like start by making out. I'm really not an initiator. Mm-hmm. I really don't. 
Mm-hmm. I usually wait for the guy to initiate unless I feel very comfortable. Like unless we're already like have like a rhythm set where like I know that this person is like not going to reject me, I guess. Yeah. I um, have no problem initiating. So usually we make out for a little while and then I like to like, I guess, straddle. I like, like, I like to straddle. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. while I'm straddling, I like to like kind of, I guess, gyrate. I don't know mm-hmm. how you would say it. Dry humping. Dry humping doesn't I, sound dry sexy, hum- but dry humping is very sexy. It's I think it's so, so hot. hot. It's the, it's such a tease and a turn on for me. I fucking love it. Especially if I can feel a boner through some jeans, <laughs> love um, it. Yeah, that's all I need. So <laughs> I do that for a little while. Then usually the guy gets excited. My shirt comes off. Then it goes. It transitions to like you know boob sucking, nipple sucking for a little while, which I really like too. Yeah. Um, Are your nipples sensitive? Um. So I have a nipple ring on one uh-huh. nipple. And the other one doesn't have. Okay. And I like the dynamic. Like, yeah. What's the what is the difference in sensation like? So the one with the nipple ring is like, like way more. It's it's funny because people say like once you get a nipple ring you lose sensation there, but for me it's it's like even it's like hyperactive. Oh I wow. I don't know why. I just feel a lot on that one, so I like feeling that, but I also like feeling it like nothing on the other side. Yeah. I mean, like I don't know. I like that, and then. Usually just, it just transitions to like, you know, my pants coming off and then I tell them to put a finger in me because like, that's what I like. That's what I like. Yeah. yeah. And then one finger or like m- many fingers what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of go with the flow. Uh, usually. So lately it's been starting with the man touching my clit mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh yeah, this feels really good. And then I'm like, okay, then I'll tell them to put the finger in there. And then from there, like, you know, I'll just tell them to take my underwear off. And then they just, they just know what to do. You know okay. what I mean? Like, okay. I've, I've never had to request it. They just go down. That's great. Okay. And then I could, like, coach them while they're down there. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <sighs> How do you end things? How do you leave things with people when you're not going to go farther? How do you stop stuff? Honestly? I've only had to do that one time because like, you know, like I said, like I really don't I really don't get to that place with a lot of people where mm-hmm. like I feel even comfortable with hooking up with them. Yeah, just, I can only re- remember one time this year where I was like, oh, like it's not going to go any further. And it, I just basically stopped and I said, like, like I, I kind of move slow. I, I just told the person like I move slow and yeah. they're like, it's OK. And that's it. Like, I'll just stop where I feel like what my limit is. And then that's it. And then we just transition to cuddling. And that's amazing. It. You're a genius. Yeah. yeah. Did going through medical school change your relationship with sex at all? Like learning all the anatomy things or anything like, or was it just like so much sleep deprivation and exhaustion that you were just like too stressed for sex? I think that in theory, it sounds like once you get to know like the anatomy more that you would be more in tune with like your sexuality and stuff like that. Or the opposite. I don't know. That just like did not happen for okay. me. I don't know why. I think that I had the least amount of sex while I was in medical school. Like I had yeah. more sex before and after. That makes but, total sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. And it's not even like I was like really sleep deprived. I just like... I was in a long-term relationship during most of med school. And then after the relationship ended, I was celibate for over a year where I was just like, I need to get over this breakup. And for me, like, I just can't get emotionally attached to anyone else. So that means I cannot be dating anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What are some of your dreams for your sexual self going forward? And do you have any fantasies that you'd like to explore? Like, have you come up with any? I don't. I don't know how you... Let's see. I don't know how people do. I did with a partner. Like it was through having this really kinky partner that I started developing fantasies and then like thinking of stuff by myself. But I'm always so curious to know what people's like hopes, goals, and dreams are for their <laughs> sexual future. I actually do have a lot of like goals that I'd like to set. Oh, at tell tell us. A couple of uh, at least years, I guess. A, I would like to start masturbating. I think that it would give me so much insight into what I would need out of my partner if I know what I need out of myself type of situation. Um, and I would like to be in a rela- a sexual relationship with someone where 
the person is open to trying new things, open to hearing what I need, open to doing things that may make them feel uncomfortable. Like I want to be able to watch porn with my partner and, you know, not feel uncomfortable or awkward or weird about it. And what else? Do you ever think you would want to explore butt stuff or have you? Um, so not butt stuff by me doing it to anyone else. Yeah, for sure. No, (laughs) I don't think, I think like my, my long-term partner has tried a few times to like have anal sex with me. Mm -hmm. It just never worked. Like it just hurt so bad that like it, wouldn't even like as soon as he came near i was like screaming so i just <laughs> oh yeah yeah okay. and it's because obviously like neither of us knew how to do it properly like i know that there's like a whole process to it that like i neither- recommend butt plugs and lube if you ever want to go explore like start with a tiny butt plug work your way yeah. up go slow exactly and like we never did any of that so yeah. there was no proper preparation and yeah. so it was, like it is not feasible. You know? I, I l- would never have gotten into it if I didn't have a partner that was like obsessed with butt stuff. And that was my master. And he trained me, as he likes to say. Exactly. <laughs> so like, you know, I, I feel like it was like the blind leading the blind in that relationship for a little yeah. while. Yeah. Um, and now I don't really think. I honestly don't have an, an urge to to do it, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I just like. I don't have a desire to do it probably because I just remember it being painful. Yeah. Like that's the memory of it. That makes you know? total sense to me. What about weird locations or like, like do you have an exhibitionist streak or is it, if it's more about emotional connection, maybe not unless it's like connecting with that person in a weird place. Oh, when I was like first on the scene, on the sex scene, I loved having sex like in public and really? like, dude, I had sex like, in a staircase, like in the dorm building or like in the movie theater in New York City. Like I've had sex on the movie theater. Like I've had oh, wow. with other people there. Like how? There other people. how? Um, like are you like sitting on their lap, like facing yeah. forward well, or? Initially, it was like me sitting on the person and then they got on their knees and I was sitting in a chair. <laughs> 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 yeah. Or like I had sex on like uh, Ninth Avenue one time, like just in the bushes, like you know, just like <laughs> just like weird things like that in the laundry room oh one time in college. Oh like, my gosh! It, yeah, but now I don't do any of that. Did now you ever get caught? Like, did anyone walk in on you? No. Wow. No. Okay. But in the movie theater thing, I think that uh, when I went to the like bathroom after the movie was over, like a lot of the women in the bathroom like gave me dirty looks. So I think they knew something was going on. <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> but um, not anymore. I'm not really interested in doing any of that anymore. I'm just like very much about like the privacy intimacy part of it now. Whereas yeah. before it was like more excitement and just like, you know, figuring things out before. And now it's more like this is like an act of love type of thing. Yeah. You know what? totally yeah and you said you have younger siblings do you talk with them about sex now at all oh my god i would love to tell you that i could do it but like if my sister even if my younger sister brings up ever like she told me one time she made out with a guy in college Mm -hmm. and i was so uncomfortable like i was so upset but i had to pretend like i wasn't because i knew that if i showed her my uncomfortableness she would never open up to me again yeah yeah really like oh okay you know but inside I was dying I was dying on the inside but yeah that is so wild to me because you seem so open and you're talking to me and I'm basically a stranger well I'm very open with everyone else except my siblings and I'm like so but both my siblings are virgin still and I am so happy like I'm like so so happy (laughs) that they are you know like I don't know it's yeah and like I have tattoos and piercings but like the minute my siblings talk about getting tattoos and piercings, I'm like, no, you shouldn't do that. You know, I'm such a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I, I have my hypocrite speak for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Uh, uh, oh, speaking of which, I, I usually try to bring this up when we're talking about hooking up or like meeting new partners. What sort of conversations do you have around protection and sexual health? Mm, yes. When I was first, like when I first lost my virginity, I would definitely use condoms. Mm-hmm every time like i i don't ever remember having unprotected sex when i first which is like surprising for me like especially like being in college like i feel like a lot that's when most people do have unprotected sex yep 
at least once as an accident. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm saying accident with air quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But then like when I was in a long-term relationship, we would like never, we would always do the pull-out method. Always. Oh, wow. Okay. Very risky. You weren't on birth control? No. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Pregnancy scare, which is like, honestly, really like very risky. Yeah. And then now I've only had two partners since that breakup Mm -hmm. and one was a friends with benefits and I did not use protection with him Mm -hmm. and like but I was on birth control okay but now I use like with the latest partner I do use protection every time like I always bring in like do you have a condom even though I have an IUD and there's no chance of me getting pregnant I just don't want to get any sort of like STD or STI or blah 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 I don't blame you also as a person I'm bringing this up specifically because I got herpes in my throat after two conversations explicitly with this partner about using protection, but we didn't use it for blowjobs. So not for deep and for deep throating because that's what I'm partial to. So, And like, honestly, I think that me being a doctor now has really awoken me more to using protection and how serious it is and how like important it is. So I think moving forward, especially I don't think that I, I was actually talking to my friend about this the other day where I don't think that I would give head to another man until I know for sure that we are exclusive. Totally. I'm exclusive with this man. Yeah. And I always even tell my friend like, and if I should bring this up and he decides that he doesn't want to give me head because I'm not giving him head, that would be fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't do it unless we're exclusive. I think that's uh, not a bad idea, especially since I'm now in a place where I'm like, you want a blowjob with a condom just to keep you safe? <laughs> like, just, just in case, because there's, there's asymptomatic shedding and I don't know when it's going to happen. Um. Right. <laughs> okay. My final and favorite question is, if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sexual advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? Okay. I would probably pick my relationship, the long-term relationship. I think the, like the couple of encounters I had before that just had to be blunders just because I think that, I think it's really hard for people in starting out to even have a clue of what they're doing anyways. Um, you know, Oh yeah. but I would tell like my 18, 19 year old self that it definitely gets better. Definitely explore masturbating way earlier in life. I would probably tell that I would tell myself to do that. And then my seven year relationship, I would say like try to push doing different things a little bit more than I did. Like I think I felt really shy for a long time to like, oh, like I want to use a toy. I want to wear lingerie. I want to watch porn with you. I want to do something, you know, you know, different. And I just felt so uncomfortable having those conversations that I would definitely push it, I think, a little bit harder during that long-term relationship. I wish I had this, like, sexual awakening experience earlier in life, but, you know, I'm still young. I guess it doesn't matter. But it's such a different – it's just evolved so much in this last year alone that I'm excited for what the future holds. Yeah. Hooray for that. Yeah. Amazing. Monica, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Yes. 